always curious to hear how people got into cycling. It's usually somebody that introduced them. A spouse, a significant other, sometimes it's a parent, a child, or a friend. What I had never heard before is the story of a dog causing someone to fall in love with cycling. And yet, that's exactly how Carolina got started. I love this listener-submitted story, coming at us all the way from Columbia. But first, the intro. You're listening to the Femme Cyclist Podcast, and I'm your host, Kristen Bonkowski. Like most of you, I'm a bicycle-obsessed rider and sometimes racer. Each week, I'll bring you interviews from inspiring women and offer tips and tricks to help you thrive on the bike. At Femme Cyclist, we celebrate all forms of riding and all forms of women. So whether you're a road racer, bike commuter, or hardcore shredder, you'll find your community here. Real quick, before we dive into this episode, I want to make a shout out to Terry Bicycles, who is a partner of Femme Cyclist. When I first got into cycling like 20 years ago, the Terry catalog was my Bible. I would sit down at my table every morning and drink my coffee and go through the catalog and circle all of those things that I dreamed of and really wanted. I ended up buying my first pair of padded shorts from Terry. I ended up buying my first really good saddle from Terry. And now all of these years later, I still love the company. So I would encourage you that if you're in the market for cycling clothing or a saddle or even cute accessories like bicycle jewelry, then you go over and check out Terry Bicycles. You no longer have to get the paper catalog, though you can, but you can also head to their website. I have a link in the show notes, and if you click on that and end up making a purchase, it helps support this show. Obviously, I'm not encouraging materialism, so don't go out and buy anything that you don't need. But if you do need a new pair of bike shorts, for instance, and you're going to buy it anyhow, I'd greatly appreciate it if you clicked through our link in the show notes. Hello, my name is Carolina Castro. I'm a urban cyclist from Bogota, Colombia. And this is my story with the bicycle. Growing up, you know, I play different sports, but it was mostly like for fun with my friends. So for instance, we play basketball, baseball, soccer, uh, roller skates, among others. As for the bike, well, it took me long to learn how to ride without the training wheels. Like I think I learned when I was, when I was about seven years old. And then it was just one more hobby. So uh, the funny thing though, is that although I mastered how to ride a bicycle without the training wheels, and uh, my parents bought me a year bicycles. I never really knew how to use them. Like I just I, I just cared about riding around the neighborhood and being sure that my pedaling fell smoothly and without weird sounds. Well, so whatever the year ratio was that, the key was to never change it, you know. So I never really performed outstandingly well in any sport, nor gave much dedication to them, but I admire a classmate who embodied this sportiness that I didn't have or didn't cultivate. However, there was something that was my thing. Endurance tests in physical education class, meaning, according to the course I was in, a certain amount of rounds with athletic track, which was pretty big. To some classmates, the number of rounds was a torture, but not to me. I really enjoyed it. My goal, of course, was not to speed up, to speed, but just to keep the pace without stopping and being able to finish, a principle that I also apply to now to cycling. Fast forward, I finished high school in 2006. Then I graduated from university with a major in journalism in February 2013. 
That year was very meaningful to me since a chain of wonderful events took place. On April 1st, Toby, a Westie puppy, arrived home. It was a gift from my dad and he came to fill the void left six months ago by Chispitas, the French poodle I grew up with. Toby got to know me as an adult responsible for him, so I was and still am his first human. Chispitas, on the other hand, had to deal with me as a child, so he was definitely more attached to my mom. One day of July, when Toby was six months old, it occurred to me that Toby would look really pretty, well, divine, to be faithful to the word that came to my mind in Spanish, if I took him with me in the basket of the bike. Now, this bike was still my childhood bike, that one that eventually was forgotten in the basement and which real ratio was never changed. It didn't have a basket, but I took it to the bicycle workshop and the guy installed the basket. So there we were, testing the bike and the basket around the neighborhood, and we both loved it. Toby told me to realize that the bike was way much more than a childhood toy. It was actually a great way of transportation. Initially, just a casual thing, to be used mostly on Sundays, that in Bogotá is a day meaning some main avenues of the city from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. are of exclusive use of bicycles and pedestrians to exercise and have fun. Roller skates and other likes are also welcome. So our first outing was to Parque Nacional, a 10 kilometers ride from my parents' house. Then, as more Sunday cycling runs took place, I decided to start using the bike to go to work. I think the English word for that is commuting, right? And turns out that my work was really close to the point where every two weeks on Wednesday, this group called Ciclopaseo de los Miércoles gathered to have a ride around the city. People were expected at 7 p.m., they would wait like 15 to 30 minutes, and then the ride started. You never knew where you were going to go since it was always said that the route wasn't previously shared for safety reasons. Still, it was fun. These rides always end at around 10.30 p.m., and it was about half an hour from the ending point, which was always the same, to my house. My parents were really worried every time I attend because of how late I arrived home all alone by myself. You know, no one joined me on my way back home, but that was about to change. Guess how was I was doing so far with the year ratio of my childhood rusty bike? Well, nothing had changed, and then it became evident that I was laying behind of the group because the ratio wasn't the best and I was going really slow. They told me to adjust it, but since I had no clue, there was this guy called Miguel who jumped in to help me. And so we became friends. He was very kind and gave me his number so that we could meet each other again whenever I went out with the group and also offered to join me on my way back home for my safety. We hadn't seen each other out of this Wednesday bike ride group until I once saw on a Facebook group called Escuelita de Patios that they were going to Patios very early on a Friday morning. Now, let me tell you, Patios is how it's known the area where the toll before arriving to La Calera, a town close to Bogota, is located. And all the way to that toll is a mountain, a steep ride of 8 kilometers. It is one of the most well-known training routes for cyclists, and lots of them go on Sundays. So it occurred to me to present this as a challenge to Miguel. Dare you to get up this early, I think the time to meet was 6.30 a.m., and go to Patches with me and the rest of the people who showed up that day. I imagined that going to Patches was a piece of cake for Miguel, but also I was convinced that waking up early was quite a challenge for him, just a supposition out of nowhere. Anyway, he showed up and pedaled all the way up to his pace, meaning I was left behind, this time out of inexperience regarding my year race, besides I had a new bike, by the way. Aldo Malagón, the guy who led this group, was with me all the time, encouraging me to, go, to keep going and being patient every time I had to stop and take a breath. No idea how long they had to wait for me, but after all, the whole group met on the top, and then, when we were down back into the city, Miguel invited me to his house to have breakfast. A very kind and candid offer that I accept. So far, it was just friendship, but that day, we said our goodbyes with a kiss close to the lips, and from that point, the relationship started. 
This was October 11, 2013. Our first official day was the next day, Saturday, and so the 12 became our day to count the months we would celebrate being together. Through all this time, the bicycles have played a key role in our lives, always using them to go together wherever we wanted and sometimes depending on where we were going with Toby as well. Very quickly, Miguel learned to adapt Toby as his furry child. I remember once reading The Wolf in the Parlor by John Franklin, the part in which he said, well, actually, I just looked for the part in my copy of the book, and this is what it says. He was Lynn's puppy, and he rather quickly discovered that love me, love my dog, was not just a catchy saying. It was a law of nature. And I was able to see how Miguel indeed had fallen under the effects of this law. I was thrilled to read something that perfectly applied to us, seeing them playing together whenever we took a stop from our biking rounds, or then this day in which he gave Toby a spaghetti from his mouth, we got that in video. I always said it was the story of two plus a quarter, being my furry Paul the quarter, of course. That used to be the description of the Facebook photo album of our relationship. Nowadays, the maths have changed, but I'll get to that part later. Oh, yes. One thing I forgot to mention is that we not only used the bike to go around the city, but actually also went out of it with cycling groups. In Spanish, we say rodada. That's just cycling slang, but would be something similar to round trip. Rodada to Sopo, Rodada to Las Piedras del Chivo Negro, Rodada to Suezca, among other destinations. Actually, Suezca was my first time out of the city. 65 kilometers of distance, a 130 kilometers round trip. We had been dating for almost a month, and the plan was not only going and coming back, but spending two nights camping over there. I found the event on Facebook, and we decided to go. Camping is also something that we both like to do, but that hasn't happened that much often. Wait. One more cool thing we have done in our bikes is that in August, on the third Saturday every year, takes place the Ciclopaseo Cachaco. This is a bike ride that happens because of Bogota's birthday that is on August 6th, and all the people who join this ride ideally have to go dressed like in the old days. The first time, in 2013, it was just me and Toby. My outfit that day was really lame. I was more like a hippie, didn't really make an effort to dress accordingly except for Toby who was wearing a tuxedo. Well, at least it was enough to receive a bike saddle as a prize for his outfit that made him look like a little star along the road. Later, I found out that Miguel was also in this ride but just wearing his regular casual clothes. But at this time, we weren't dating yet. Then, for the next three years, we did go together, the three of us as a family and with better outfits. So, in essence, this is our story, but as you can tell, this is not the end. After three years and one month of relationship, Miguel proposed to me. It was November 2016 and we got married in March. The bike had a key role as a decorating element in the reception. The cake toppers were those of us with our outfits and the bikes and also Toby by our sides. Our caps for the toast, well, his cap has a drawing of a doll man in a tuxedo with a top hat and on the bike, while mine has a doll woman in her wedding dress also in the bike and with an allied drawing of Toby in the basket. These same drawings were part of the invitations. The centerpieces were these little bicycle flower pots with flowers, of course, and also I remember there was a big bike as a decorating element of the saloon. Toby was also the star, wearing a new brand tuxedo, and although he wasn't allowed to be at the wedding ceremony, he had his shining spot during the party just by being himself with his present and in the picture we took that day. For our first wedding anniversary, we take a trip to El Quindío. This is the coffee area of our country. You know where the coffee is cultivated, which is why it's called Eje Cafetero. And on one of the days we spent there, we had a cycling adventure with Paraiso Rides. It was really beautiful and amazing, also somewhat demanding in terms of exercise. But beyond that, the landscape and the route, a mix of road and gravel, was, wow, epic. Also, this was our first time riding with cycling clothes, and my first pedaling with bike suspension, 
since these bikes were rent and mine didn't have it back then. That day, I discovered the suspension was great and answered the solution to the issue I had when going on gravel path. I mean, all the shaking makes me feel some pain in my head while pedaling through, but with the suspension, the story changed and I was able to give this kind of road a new try. In early June 2019, I found out I was pregnant. My last period was on April 30th, and in May, I took my cycling to the next level. Well, first of all, I went to Kaito 68, which is a street full of bike shops and workshops, and walked through asking for someone who could put a suspension on my bike without sacrificing the basket, which, you know, is cute for me because of Toby. And finally, there was someone who said it could be done. Most would say it's impossible. So what the guys at this workshop did was to put some super resistant clamps and supports to the basket, holding it from the handlebar and the headset so that the discs that normally go from the basket to the hub could be removed and suspension installed. And it worked, and has worked wonderfully. Toby and many other things have gone in the basket without having any difficulty with weight or resistance. Now what I wanted to do and did was to participate in a mountain bike ride that was being held by a group called Bikers. So I went with my husband and paid for the subscription that includes a jersey my very own and still only one cycling clothes. This was mid-May, and sometimes I wonder if I did this at the same time a little human being was starting to form inside me. You know, just curious, and if so, were her jeans getting infected with the love over the bike that early? It's nice to think it could have been that way. So, this is my relationship with the bike beyond my love life. I like to use it to run errands around the city, love to take my dog with me whenever possible. Sometimes I just like to go with Toby in the basket for some quality time together and also once in a while I like to take more demanding rides out of Bogota just for the sake of exercising and always with my goal of endurance in mind. This translates into an inner rule that goes something like this. When going on demanding rides, always keep going without stopping. And if you do have to stop to cut your breath, then don't you dare to get off the bike and walk. I mean, of course this depends on how long is the adventure. Like the times we have gone camping, we stop to eat and drink along the road, also to have lunch, because you know, that kind of rice takes almost the whole day. Oh, by the way, a thing that I would never accept and kind of offends me is to have someone else's hand in my back to give me an extra push. Now, back to my family life, it's been four years of marriage and our daughter is now two years and three months old. The cycling story continues and we love going out on the bikes, the four of us together, towing me in the basket as usual while my husband carries little Salome in his bike. This is my dream come true, and I am extremely happy and grateful for the way our life has been so far. I hope you enjoyed that story and that it brought a smile to your face today. If you would like to connect with Carolina, I will include in the show notes her Instagram. She has a blog and she is raising her daughter bilingual. I really appreciate you all listening. I've got one more of these stories coming up this season and then we'll be moving on into some new and exciting stuff. We've got some great interviews coming up for you and I would love to because we are still booking interviews for this next season. If you have an idea of somebody you would love to hear from, please let us know because I would rather spend my time interviewing and trying to get ladies on that you really want to hear from. So if that is you, please feel free to email me, um, DM me on Instagram, whatever, get a hold of me and let me know who you would love to hear from. I appreciate it. And we'll be back with another episode next week.